Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. $1.1 billion to the victims. He did all kinds of things that were definitely not appropriate. The monster gynecologist. How did he get away with it for all these years? Then, right from hell. Oh, no! This tornado passed right over his house. Then, missing. Her boyfriend says he woke up to find her gone from his yacht. What her best friend is saying today. Do you think foul play is involved? Plus, the last paycheck. Paid in pennies? A thousand dollars worth of pennies. What boss would do such a thing? Then, bye-bye, Birdie. The mad scramble to find Dylan the giant parrot. And look at this cute little guy. It feels really cool. She has no idea it could kill her with one bite. Talk about a shocker. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is a record-setting legal settlement, but can any amount of money atone for a university that knew for years about allegations a staff gynecologist was sexually abusing college students? and did nothing. The prestigious University of Southern California has agreed to a $1.1 billion settlement with hundreds of women who allege abuse by one doctor. Now some of those women are reacting in this interview with our Lisa Guerrero. He is the ex-USC gynecologist dressed in a suicide vest who is now the center of a record-setting $1.1 billion sex abuse payout. Dr. George Tyndall is accused of making lewd comments, photographing and groping hundreds of college students. Lucy Chi says the doctor sexually abused her in 2014. He did all kinds of things that were definitely not appropriate. She says the doctor intentionally locked the nurse out of the exam room. She was out there knocking on the door and she was yelling. She was yelling, are you okay, honey? Do you want me in there? Let me in, unlock this door. She just kept yelling. Daniela Mohazab was a patient in 2016. In the doctor's office uh, during the exam, uh, he wasn't using a glove and was using movements that were inappropriate as well. Like many of the survivors, she's furious that allegations against Tyndall first surfaced 30 years ago, yet he was allowed to keep practicing. It's really difficult for me to understand that USC had complaints and knew about it from before I was born and that I still had to face the abuse that I did decades later. Allison Rowland says the doctor sexually abused her as a graduate student in 1993. He wanted to take pictures and I don't know if I let him. I don't think I did. But what I remember very clearly is he stood next to me and started showing these Polaroids of other women who he had taken pictures of, of, of their genitalia. So he, this doctor was actually showing you pictures of other women's private areas. Yeah, and I was as shocked as you are. She says she complained to the university, but was ignored. 
to pay the enormous $1.1 billion settlement, USC says it will rely on insurance proceeds, litigation reserves, the sale of non-essential assets, and cuts to discretionary spending like entertainment. No philanthropic gifts, endowment funds, or tuition will be used in the settlement, according to USC. The university released this statement. We appreciate the courage of all who came forward and hope this much-needed resolution provides some relief for the women. Famed attorney Gloria Allred represents several of the victims. It is horrific, but these women, first they cry, then they fight, and now they have won. George Tyndall has pled not guilty. His trial is pending. 10 million Americans began today under a tornado watch after at least 22 tornadoes ripped through the South, leaving at least six people dead and jaw-dropping destruction. And we've got astonishing video that shows just how scary it was during those storms. They're in a tornado nightmare. Oh, oh. You can hear their car battered by the ferocious twister. All around them, devastation. What the Oh, hell no. This guy with his feet up on the porch thought he could safely watch the spectacle. Then this happens. Holy There it is, boys. Even a storm chaser knows it's time to go when his team spots a dangerous tornado up ahead. I'm leaving. Once the weather cleared, drones captured the terrible damage. You could see people in the rubble salvaging what they could. The apocalyptic video seen on CBS this morning was shocking. There used to be a home where I'm standing right now. Meantime, here in Pelham, Alabama. NBC's Kerry Sanders reported from a stricken neighborhood. And as the camera pulled out, the destruction made it look like he was standing in a dollhouse. Wow, those severe storms are being blamed for at least five deaths, including one family of three. Everybody uses talking points for an important appearance. But during President Biden's first press conference yesterday, reporters got a glimpse at his notes. And that has sparked plenty of commentary. President Biden is taking heat today for using extensive cheat sheets at his press conference. Look at this. It's the list of reporters he called on with their photos. Talking about the leader of the free world here, using cheat sheets and having moments of confusion, this is a legitimate concern. But just a reminder, President Trump used cheat sheets too. They're feeding him questions. They're Easy questions. Trump called into Laura Ingram's show on Fox last night and blasted Biden's performance. But he also sparked controversy of his own by defending the Capitol rioters. They're waving the American flag and they love our country. It was zero threat. Look, uh, they went in and they shouldn't have done it. Uh, some of them went in and they're they're hugging and kissing the police and the guards. Nobody saw anyone kissing the police that day. We all saw people trying to injure the police. Meanwhile, a stunning claim today by former CDC director Dr. Robert Redfield. In a new interview with CNN, he says he believes the COVID-19 virus escaped from a lab in Wuhan, China. I still think the most likely uh, etiology of this pathogen in Wuhan was from a laboratory, um, you know, escaped. Uh, the other people don't believe that. That's fine. Science will eventually figure it out. 
We asked infectious disease expert Dr. William Schaffner. I believe the coronavirus originated in the natural world from an animal source, likely originally a bat, but it could have gone through another animal before it jumped to human. Now a mystery set in paradise as investigators try to figure out what happened to a woman who went missing while on a luxury yacht in the Caribbean. The woman's phone and passport were left behind. And as Jim Murray reports, now that her friends have learned more about the past of the man she was with, they're concerned. Mr. It's video of the businessman at the center of a baffling mystery at sea. His girlfriend vanished from his yacht in the breathtaking U.S. Virgin Islands. Ryan Bain, seen in this exclusive DailyMail.com footage, lives on the luxurious half-million-dollar catamaran Siren Song. Last year, he started dating 41-year-old former flight attendant Sarm Heslop, an English woman, after meeting on Tinder. She flew to the island paradise to be with him. Her friend, Laura Taylor. She did say to a mutual friend that she had fallen in love. Three weeks ago, the 41-year-old woman disappeared while the yacht was anchored in this tranquil bay. Ryan Bain says he woke up around 2.30 a.m. to find his girlfriend gone. He called 911 and was told by police to call the Coast Guard, but he reportedly did not alert them until the sun came up. Adding to the mystery, divers failed to find a body. Looking into the boyfriend's background, police discovered that Bain served jail time in Michigan in 2011 for assaulting his wife, who later divorced him. She tells us she left her honeymoon early, cut it short, she was so afraid of him, and went home. It's super concerning. The missing woman's best friend has started a website, findsarm.com, hoping for information. She spoke to Anne Mercogliano. Is it possible, Laura, that she's on some kind of an adventure, that she just took off? No. She's, she's always in communication, if not with me, with our, with our mutual friends. Do you think foul play is involved? I don't think she's fallen off the boat. For several weeks, police say Bain refused to let them search the boat. Today, Bain's lawyer tells Inside Edition the Coast Guard has conducted a search. The attorney says Bain let authorities take Heslop's cell phone, iPad, and passport. Ryan's thoughts are with Sarm and her family at this time, and he is praying for her safe return, the attorney says. Police in the U.S. Virgin Islands tell Inside Edition Ryan Bain is not the subject of a criminal investigation as of now. Other news today, New Yorkers are used to seeing all kinds of things, but this was unique. An elderly man climbing a ladder to capture his giant parrot. Stephen Fabian tells you what happened next. It's an only in New York moment. An elderly, silver-haired man gingerly climbs a ladder to rescue his beloved parrot. How's he gonna get down? The huge rainbow-colored parrot named Dylan escaped while on the way to the vet and perched on a second-story ledge on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. The elderly man reaches out to the parrot who steps onto his wrist and gets a kiss. But all that noise spooks the bird and off he goes. That parrot is out of here. Now, a lot of pet owners might have given up at that point. Dylan the parrot was way up in that tree, far too high to climb. But somebody called 911, and within minutes, New York's bravest came to the rescue. Crowds gathered as firefighters tried to snag the bird. This is more entertainment than we've had during all of quarantine. 
Sarah Baker watched the drama unfold. We had been whispering among ourselves, don't applaud, don't cheer until they have the guy in a, like, in a carrier because he had been spooked before. They got him. A firefighter managed to snarl the fugitive parrot with a net, but the drama wasn't over. Grab him, grab him. He made yet another bid for freedom and was grabbed by the feet. Dylan is unhurt and today is home sweet home. I want to keep Dylan's window closed. Now onto a job that ended on really bad terms. A man gave notice because he felt the boss didn't respect his need to pick up his kid from childcare. And he wanted his last paycheck. And McCogliano says he got it right down to the last penny. Imagine finding this in your driveway, a pennies. huge pile of pennies, along with a vulgar note. Probably a thousand dollars worth of pennies and a little love note. Count them, 90,000 pennies, which equals 900 bucks. They're covered in something. I don't know what it is, but it smells funny. How shocked were you to find all of these pennies in your driveway? Absolutely astounding. Like, I'd never seen anything like that before in my life. I saw you put your hand in the pile. What did that feel like? I thought it was going to be like watery, but it was super thick and oily and it was just kind of, and it, it was gross. <laughs> so who would do such a stunt? Andreas Flouten says it was his former boss, Miles Walker, who owns an auto repair shop in Peachtree City, Georgia. A local reporter caught up with Walker. So did you, did you, you did drop the pennies over at that person's house? I don't know if I did that or not. I don't really remember. You don't it doesn't matter. Did it or not. He got paid. That's all that matters. He's a f***ing weenie for even bringing it up. So why 90,000 pennies? It's being reported that Walker paid in pennies because he was upset about Flouten giving two weeks notice and that he was quitting. The 90,000 represents Flouten's salary for two weeks, his final paycheck. Was this your boss's revenge for quitting your job? Yeah, basically. Andreas now spends his free time cleaning off. Now every cent has to be cleaned to get rid of the oil residue. Do you plan now to clean each and every penny? That's, yeah, that's basically what we're going to have to do. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, what happened to Janelle, the little girl who went missing more than 30 years ago after the Christmas pageant? The suspect charged. He once ran for governor. Humbly asked for your vote. And look at this cute little guy. It feels really cool. She has no idea it could kill her with one bite. Talk about a shocker. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It was a case that made national news. It was cold for three and a half decades. Then an arrest was made in the murder of 12-year-old Janelle Matthews. And as Amber Cagliano reports, the suspect once ran for governor. 
It was a baffling mystery. 12-year-old Janelle Matthews vanished without a trace after performing in a school Christmas concert in 1984. She was dropped off at her home in Greeley, Colorado and never seen again. Janelle's disappearance gained national attention. Her picture appeared on milk cartons. Even President Reagan talked about her in a speech about missing children. Five days before Christmas, Janelle disappeared from her home. Decades passed. The case went cold. Then in 2019, 34 years after her disappearance, her body was discovered by construction workers laying a new pipeline 20 miles from where she lived. We spoke with Janelle's sister, Jennifer, at the time. It's bittersweet. It's the closure that we were always hoping for, but now raises other questions as well. Such as who could have committed such a monstrous act? Last October, authorities arrested this man, 69-year-old Stephen Pankey. Police say he kidnapped Janelle at gunpoint, then killed her. He has pleaded not guilty and has previously denied having anything to do with it. I voluntarily gave my DNA. I offered to take a polygraph. I've never met Janelle Matthews. In the years following Janelle's disappearance, Pankey became a perennial political candidate in Idaho. I humbly ask for your vote. He unsuccessfully ran numerous times for sheriff and governor. I'm Steve Pankey, and I approve this ad. Now 48 Hours is diving deep into this strange and tragic case. I spoke with correspondent Richard Schlesinger. How did Steve Pankey become the number one suspect? Steve Pankey sort of has only himself to blame for becoming the number one suspect. He inserted himself into this case for reasons known only to him. He seemed to know about this case more than he should. Uh, and, he, and he kept contacting the police and he kept telling them things. He submitted a list of people he thought should be persons of interest and put his own name on it. Pankey's attorney claims his client has an alibi for the night Jonelle disappeared. He was at home that night with his wife and child. The defense's position is, is that, you know, Pankey just loves the limelight and he's obsessed with true crime and wants to be part of this case, but that he's not a murderer. The kidnapping of Janelle Matthews airs Saturday night on CBS's 48 Hours. Still to come, look at this cute little guy. It feels really cool. She has no idea it could kill her with one bite. Talk about a shocker. She thought it was just a cute little baby octopus she was handling, and she put a video yeah. of it on TikTok. And only then did she find out that that cute critter is one of the most deadly animals in the ocean. One bite, and you could be dead in minutes. Wow. How adorable. What a cute little guy. I saw it in the water, and I thought, you know, my initial reaction was to just pick it up. And then you find out that little tiny creature could have killed you and over 20 people. Talk about a shocker. Kaylin Phillips had no idea the creature from the sea she and her friends were passing around on a beach in Bali is one of the deadliest on the planet. Let's eat it. No, don't say that. I posted the picture on my Instagram story and I got a couple comments like, hey, do you know that this is the blue ring octopus? Right over my head. No idea. She found out it was, in fact, a blue-ringed octopus with enough poison to kill more than 20 people. 
you've just held this creature that not just could have killed all three of you, but apparently if there were 26 of us, we all would have been gone. She got away with murder, so to speak, right? She's very lucky that nothing happened to her. These tiny little golf ball sized octopus pack a heck of a punch. In fact, some studies say that it's a thousand times more potent than cyanide, their venom. Kaylin, who lives in Virginia, says she was panicked because you can't feel their bite. So she wouldn't have known she'd been poisoned until it was too late. If you're bitten, there's no immediate sign until you basically drop dead. They have a neurotoxic venom that will paralyze you. And essentially what it does, is it shuts down your lungs from breathing. Kaylin says her near-death experience taught her a lesson. Just don't pick up everything you see. Wow. And when we come back, a musical goodbye. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Finally today, when it came time for a police officer in Littleton, Colorado to retire, he decided to say goodbye by serenading his co-workers. So Officer Steve Kelaholikai performed Somewhere Over the Rainbow on his ukulele. I think Officer Steve may have a new career. We'll see you next time. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.